if you recognize my voice right now, you know that it's Friday, and that means it's time for Rush Hour. My name's Amukta. And I'm Nicole. We have a lot of news to share with you today, and I think we can get right into it because I our big articles today are pretty interesting. Yeah, we seem to have a big theme recently of sports tournaments. Yes. I know that we've talked about the World Cup and the Cricket World Cup, mm-hmm. and we've talked about the Olympics before, but we're bringing it back because the Olympic Committee just approved five additional sports to be played at the 2028 Los Angeles Olympic Games. So these sports include cricket, lacrosse, wow. baseball, softball, and then the Olympic de- debuts of squash and flag football. So a little bit of justification. I don't know why they're doing this. Um, lacrosse is apparently the oldest sport. Okay, I just learned this. Lacrosse is apparently the oldest sport in North America, um, originating back to 1100 with the Iroquois Native Americans, which oh. I did not realize. Um so the last time it was played in the Olympics was 1908, and cricket was last seen in 1900. So they've been gone for a while. Baseball and softball are actually played in the last Summer Olympics, but they won't be in Paris. So we still have an Olympics like in between Paris 2024, um, but they will come back for Los Angeles. And then finally, the NFL has been petitioning for flag football to be added because they want to globalize interest in american football because the world seems to be more stuck on other football soccer um and then squash i don't even know what squash is do you know oh it's like the indoor um i I think i think of it as indoor tennis um that might be offensive to squash players so i'm like not gonna try to explain it more because i don't know the rules but um it has rockets it has a ball it's within like rockets Rackets. Oh, rackets. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's within like a, a a boxy kind of room, and they're kind of hitting the ball off the walls. I don't know the specific rules. It's actually really interesting to watch. Oh. Um, but I'm sure it'd be more interesting if I had context. <laughs> okay, wait. Yeah, it does seem like, yeah, just hitting. Have you ever seen um, Suits? No. I don't know if it's in Suits or another thing that I'm thinking of, but I feel like the character Lewis in Suits. Actually, no. He goes to play tennis. I feel like I've seen a, a TV show where one of the characters goes and plays squash all the time oh. at this gym. But um, apparently they're adding it because it is already played in over 150 countries, I think. Wow. Yeah. And it's also really inexpensive and doesn't require a lot of space. So, um it seems like a good good addition. Yeah. And one other thing that I want to touch on. I'm really surprised that cricket hasn't already been in the Olympics or like wasn't continually continuously in the Olympics before. Cuz it seems like a sport that's just played it's played in every country, known by everyone. There's already such a huge audience, 1.4 billion viewers. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it would be a good like I don't know. It would be a no-brainer for the Olympics. It's definitely huge in every continent but North and South America. So, like, it's a huge Asian Oh, it's so it's, like, Europe. the Eastern Hemisphere. Yeah. Okay. Um, big, in Af- big in some countries of Africa, too, actually. Like, South Africa is, a- is really good at cricket. 
Um, the South Asian countries are really good at cricket. Australia and New Zealand have amazing teams. Um, England does. New or um, the Netherlands. Mm, so okay. there's teams everywhere. Um, I think the main reasons that I've heard that it hasn't really been in the Olympics is because it's actually a really long sport. So like, how long do games last? Um, hours. Like oh, for, okay. For for my for my parents, they usually like wake up in the middle of the night uh, these days for the cricket games over the weekend. Um, they start at like two a.m. our time, and they can go from like two a.m. to nine a.m., ten a.m. Stop! Oh my god! So they're gosh. really really long. Um, like I woke up for school at seven a.m. once, and my dad was still watching the cricket game. Wow! <laughs> so they're really insane. long, which is I think the main reason because I've also heard of cricket games that like last a couple of days. <laughs> oh my because, gosh! Um, okay, there's like a lot of innings. Um, uh huh. A lot of requirements for you to be able to win. So it's, oh, it's so. Yeah, I'm obviously not that educated in cricket. I've never watched the sport, mm-hmm. but hopefully in 2028, I will be watching some games yeah. on the Olympics. Flag football is interesting to me, though, because I've never heard of a country other than America who plays football. I've never heard of professional flag football either. Like, I That's feel true, like, yeah. Yeah, not only are these countries just not going to have teams, or th- I feel like the teams are going to be really amateur. They're not they're not professional or anything but i also feel like i always thought it was like we even have a team (laughs) i i don't know and um i just looked it up right now but rugby is not an olympic sport so maybe that's why oh i feel like rugby is another one that's really global yeah i think rugby would be a good addition Hmm. well maybe in the future maybe 2020 2032 that's crazy okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) this is a long ways away you guys but um yeah that is that's your olympic updates um and yes into more political news let's talk about travis king a u.s soldier who's been facing charges on eight counts after fleeing to north korea which sounds a little bit ironic because it's usually the other way Two, around. Yeah. So before fleeing, he'd already been on other accusations like attempting to escape from U.S. military custody, leaving base after curfew, striking other military personnel, drinking alcohol against others. And one of his biggest charge was like involved with child pornography. So oh. that's pretty major. Um, and he'd already served for 48 days in South Korean prison. Um, and was escorted to the airport so he could come back to the United States for further disciplinary action. Um, but instead, he joined a tour group at the airport that was taking a tour of the DMZ, which is the demilitarized zone between North Korea and South Korea. And in the middle of the tour, he broke from the group and ran across the border. And it's unknown how he was treated with the in the North Korea in North Korean custody, but he was taken into U.S. custody in China on September 28th and is facing charges in court now where he his lawyers are trying to back him up which i don't know how because there's like a lot wait yeah (laughs) no there's no hope for him at this point (laughs) that's insane i feel like the demilitarized zone is like guarded so heavily do they i don't know how he survived just running i'm so confused as well i think there's there's probably parts of it like if they're taking it to there's probably parts that are safer than others um which still isn't safe to run across the border of course yeah i feel like they're still very much trying to keep all of the tourists out of the country so 
that's um, honestly impressive that he made it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a really interesting story. Yeah, it's not. It's not like super relevant to a bunch of our news headlines right now. But it was it was a big story this morning. So I okay. thought I'd share that. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens to him in court. We'll, we'll see, see <laughs> what sentence he gets. But that is interesting. <laughs> yeah. All right, that is all for our big pieces of news today. And we have some speed news for you all today. I had this, um, I talked about this in an earlier episode. It's about the House Speaker and how Kevin McCarthy was ousted. Um, and now that they're trying to find a another Republican Speaker, um, they're going through some difficulties. So, Just a bit of an update, Republican Jim Jordan of Ohio has now lost the race to become the House Speaker twice, getting 200 votes in the first round and only 199 in the second. So he does seem to be losing popularity, but he says he still won't quit the race and even talks about going in for a third vote um, to try and win again. So back in January, it did take 15 votes to finally get Kevin McCarthy voted into speakership. So this process is likely to take a while, and it's looking like it's going in that path again. Yeah. This is this is like a week after last week when we said they would probably find the replacement for the Yeah, it's been two weeks. I don't two know weeks. what... Wow, okay. I know. On our last episode when we talked about this, I was like... We'll probably know by next Friday. Like, we'll give you an update on who is the new speaker. But it seems like it's going to be a very long time. Before yeah. We know. But um, it looks like it's taking or getting progress. So we'll, we'll know soon, probably. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Um, next speed news. Very unrelated to politics, actually. Um, celebrities cannot dress as their favorite TV characters like Barbie and Wednesday Adams anymore for Halloween because it breaks the rules of the Hollywood strike and... Um, this organization called the SAG-AFTRA, I think, is um, the organization for the Hollywood strike. And they're just, they're, t- they're I think it, it's less of a demand and more of a request, but it's kind of turning into a demand now. Like, don't um, support these characters so you don't support your employers who are not oh, that um, is strange. treating Hollywood writers fairly. But yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense, but... Little extreme. <laughs> I will probably be dressing up as some form of, form of Barbie or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like, yeah, TV characters are just the most. Mm-hmm. This really only applies to celebrities, though, because they have yeah. like, a big public image. Right. Um, This is a unique story. I don't know. This is like already known. But there's a there's been a four year twenty coin production run of quarters that honor significant women in American history. Um, so they're on the back of these minted U.S. quarters, and we are in the final final set um, for 2025. So now there is five more women that are going to be on the 2025 minted u.s quarters and the list includes famed journalist ida b wells and um trailblazing tennis and golf star althea gibson as well as three other women um so and then that will conclude the female quarters the american women's quarters program coins and i honestly before reading this 
news story. I didn't even know that there were women on the quarters right now. Me neither. That's that's actually kind of cool. Yeah. So there's also, I should say, the other three. Dr. Vera Rubin, who's a trailblazing astronomer. Um, Stacy Park Milburn, who is a visionary leader and activist for people with disabilities. Um, and... Juliet Gordon Lowe, who founded the Girl Scouts. So, oh. yeah, so a lot of interesting Love women it. that will be honored on our money. Awesome. So, <laughs> sorry, I didn't know how to transition <laughs> from that. But um, our very last piece of speed news, just a very brief Gaza update. Um, Israel is reporting live about its hostages in Gaza right now, but they their most recent report. Um, is that hostages in Gaza are currently, like, alive. That's, yeah. Okay. Well, that is not, that's a good, it's a good update, but it's a heavy topic. It is very heavy. Um, So we've, I know that the station has been talking a lot about this um, Israel-Palestine situation. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, if you listen to... We're not going to go into too much depth today. We will probably do it in a future episode. Um, But if you keep listening to our station, you will find interviews and a lot of packages and um, promos about the situation um, to get informed. Um, But we are going to, instead, on this show today, we are going to be ending with some good news. Um... Which is very different from that piece of speed news. Yeah. But, um, so I guess we should just go into good news now. Netflix is opening up immersive venues that are based on different TV shows. So, Oh my gosh. Wait, yeah. So fans can go to these places and they can shop for themed clothing, oops, eat themed food, and even attempt obstacle courses like squid game Uh so if you're a fan of squid game you will probably be able to do that in real life um at some point so the first two so-called they're called calling them netflix houses they are set up to set to open up in 2025 and i know that netflix has already made some immersive experiences they made a a queen's ball for Bridgerton, where fans could like go to an inspired ball, and they've also made restaurants with food from TV shows and cooking shows and things like that. Uh-huh. Um, so this form of marketing isn't exactly new to them, but it will be a much bigger, permanent experience than ever before. That's that's so exciting. Yeah, that's like that's, I know. I think it's really good innovation. And um, have you heard of like the Stranger Things? immersive experience there's they no. used to be it was in seattle for a little while it might still be here um it was in england for a little while but um i've heard really really great things about it so if it's anything like that then i think this is going to be really fun to do i think so too do you have any do you have any shows that you would like to see turn into a house Ooh, that's such a good question um well that bridgerton ball if they if they do that again, I'd probably go to that one because I feel like that'd be a cool immersive experience. Yeah. Um, I I mean, there's probably some like magic shows on Netflix that I just can't think of right now that 
would be do exciting. they have do they have that just add magic on, on Netflix? Amazon. Oh, okay, yeah. never mind. I feel like the Squid Game one is going to be really popular, especially yeah. if they make the actual Squid Games in like reality. Oh, yeah, with the with like the the little cookie game too. Oh, right, right, and like yeah, what is it? Red light, green like yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that. I feel like people will really, really enjoy that, and yeah. But I, yeah, I don't know. They, I, I wasn't able to find which shows they were doing in these 2025 Netflix houses. But we will see, and maybe, maybe we'll go there sometime. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not really like a theme park person. My family, like, we, I've never been to Disneyland or <gasps> Disney World or anything oh my like gosh, that. So I might have to, might have to go to one of these to start my theme park. <laughs> era you definitely should <laughs> yeah um our next good piece of good news um the i'm back with the, the animal stories <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um but this one is actually very relevant because it's good um but at fat bear week 2023 in alaska's katmai national park and preserve um a bear named grazer won the title of fat bear beating its competitor chunk by around eighty five thousand votes which is actually quite a lot um, this is also a popular bear on social media. Um, so if you scroll a little through like the animal photos, you'll likely find a post praising Grazer's chunkiness. And if you look up a photo of Grazer, you'll you'll see why that bear <laughs> <Okay>. won. <laughs> um, but this year the competition got over 1.3 um, million votes from fans who watch the bears like like, really dedicated fans who watch the bears through a site called explore.org, which is, like, live cameras set up around the natural habitats. So you can just observe the bears. They have their names, and you can, I think, I don't know how long you have to watch them for, but you watch them for a certain amount of time, and then you put in your vote in for, like, the, the biggest bear, the fattest bear. <laughs> wow. it's <laughs> an interesting competition. Yeah. Of I feel like that is something Alaska would do. <laughs> um, that's interesting. I kind of want to go explore.org i yeah. kind of want to go on it and see some bears that's like <laughs> that's so funny that's yeah interesting pastime i don't know who would be going on and just like voting for fat bears me neither that's that's new to me but i guess it exists because it's it's been going on for um i don't know how long it's been going on for but it's a tradition Okay. Like out of the bears on the on the reserve, which is probably why they're doing it, like to spread awareness. But oh yeah, yeah. I guess that's that's a good idea. I mean, yeah, if it's making national news, it's definitely spreading awareness. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, I think that is all we have for our news today. We are going to do a spooky story in our last segment for the day, so get ready for that. Um, because it's October, so obviously we need some themed um, segments. This one is called The Madman Under the Bed, and it's from a culture magazine by El Pais. <clears throat> <laughs> get ready. Get your popcorn. Yeah, I have a really spooky voice. This is the story of a young girl from Seattle, Washington, called oh. Sarah. As a child... Sarah was afraid of the dark and got a dog to keep her company. Subsequently, she slept peacefully 
knowing the dog was under her bed. If she was afraid, she only had to reach out her hand, and her dog would start licking it until she fell asleep. Years went by like this, and Sarah grew up, and the dog became old. One night on the radio, she heard that a dangerous murderer was thought to be in the vicinity of Seattle, Washington. With her dog at her side, Sarah was not afraid. She got into bed, stretched out her hand, and the dog, as was its wont, began to lick her. She slept. She slept soundly, and when she woke up, she was surprised that the dog was still licking. Looking under the bed, she screamed. The dog lay dead, and the tongue that was so tirelessly licking her belonged to a man. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, we started laughing in the middle of that. I knew that was going to happen. I I did it. That was kind of a jump scare when I read that for the first time. Really? I feel like I have heard a story that's like that. That's so terrifying. (laughs) I do not know why you would just blindly, like, let out your hand. Like, oh my gosh, that's so creepy. I hate... I hate horror movies. But that one was funny because I knew the ending. But, like, (laughs) normally I don't like them. Um, hopefully my voice was scary enough for that. And hopefully, oh, yes. Yeah, okay, it was. Okay, thank you. Um, but yeah, it is October, so th- also start thinking about your Halloween costumes. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Maybe we'll do a little Halloween Halloween special at the end of the month. Oh, talking should. about, like, our costumes, doing more spooky stories i feel like we can set something up definitely yeah, yeah, stay yeah, tuned yeah. for that we will have a great halloween special for you mm-hmm. um and yeah i guess that's it for today yep. um thank you so much for listening to rush hour we will be back next week same time same place from 5 to 6 p.m here on 889 the bridge mm-hmm.